Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Welcome to Branding Business. I'm Ray Baird, and today our guest is Joel Beckerman. And we're pleased to have Joel. He is the founder and uh, the lead composer at Manmade Music. Uh, and Manmade Music is a uh, music company and a sonic branding agency. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But Manmade Music is the uh, also the agency, the uh, the sonic branding agency for a few companies that our listeners would know. Uh, it includes AT and T, the Weather Channel, 2012 Super Bowl. Uh, ESPN, uh, I guess we can check the box here, HBO, FX, CBS. So they've, they've done a lot of sonic branding, which Joel is going to get into here. I met Joel just uh, about a month ago or so at, uh, at the conference board, and he put on a wonderful presentation about how um, brands can use overall music and sound to kind of differentiate. So I was really impressed with that and wanted to bring him in. So, Joel, welcome to Branding Business. Hi, Ray. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I understand you've got this book out here, uh, or also uh, called The Sonic Boom, how sound transfers uh, the way that we think, feel, and buy. And I know that's a big subject in terms of the B2B world kind of moving forward. So maybe we can just start off with a, uh, you know, give us just an overview on what sonic branding is and kind of the trends taking place in, uh, in this space. Got it. Well, the way we define sonic branding is that it's the strategic use of music and sound to build brands. And that really differentiates when you think about old-style jingles. Uh, you know, most of that music and sound, you know, generally was kind of singing the tagline and just sort of little hooky uh, things to remember that are really geared around positioning, where the new uh, trend around sonic branding really has to do with strategically using music and sound uh, again, to build brands, but much more at this high level of branding that, with any luck, if you do your work right, stands the test of time. It's going to go beyond one set of positioning and really uh, carry a company forward for years and decades to come. Yeah, I think that's a good setup. So uh, what I hear there, it's just not just about the jingle anymore. I think people have, you know, kind of heard and, you know, and, and experienced a lot of that uh, that stuff from the consumer side. Now, from the business side, I know there's a bunch of, you know, amazing new thinking that's been going on in that front. Uh, maybe tell our, our listeners here, what are some of the best ever sonic brand kind of initiatives that you guys have produced and work on? And just, just share some of those different stories. Great. Well, thanks so much. I, I think that maybe just for a quick primer on this, the, the sort of why now is that B2B brands, you know, brands overall, but B2B brands now exist on such a multiplicity of platforms. They, you know, they have products and, and dig, you know, digital apps and web interfaces, and they, they exist in sponsorship and spaces, and there's opportunities for employee engagement. In fact, a lot of the work we do with B2B the first place we're looking at really is employees and how can we, again, transform, like the book title, uh, how can we transform the way that employees really connect to the companies that we're working with you know, that, we're, that they're working with? The, in the B2B space, we're working a lot with Abbott, the healthcare brand, you know, which is a very interesting project because it's a global project, primarily uh, B2B. 
We're also working with Hertz, focused on their business customer. What we do for these companies is we create sonic strategies. So really, it's overall not just creating sounds, that is part of it, but it's really coming up with a sonic strategy that we build off of the brand strategy. So when you think about uh, how brands connect with their customers in the B2B space, everyone knows about visual identity and there's verbal identity, and there really is sonic identity, and sonic really completes the brand picture. So, for instance, the work that we did with Hertz, first and foremost, was strategic. It was about determining what should the brand sound like everywhere, and really built off of that brand strategy for the business customer. And one of the things then we did with that strategy was to develop ownable sonic identity elements. Actually, I could could share a few of them for the uh, the folks of the podcast, if uh, you think that's a good idea, right? Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's a great idea, too. You know, uh, before we do that, it's an interesting concept, building the brand from the inside out. So in many of these cases, you're doing the work for, you know, for the executive, the marketing team, and then are you introducing that internally? Absolutely. In fact, that's, uh, we, we recommend that. That's really the, the right place to start. And it's, it's not only because of the development process really benefits from it, because we want to be about authenticity here. It's not about trying to put some kind of coat of paint in the outside of the barn. Usually the, the companies that we're dealing with are brands that are in transformation, whether they have sort of new paradigms for business that they need to be reaching out to or they need to get back in touch perhaps with some of the core values and really and work those with their employees and then from that process of really rebuilding their brand from the inside out. Then after that, go to customers, go to investors, go to all the other brand stakeholders. But absolutely, we find that working with employees first is is often the most powerful and authentic way to develop a sonic strategy and then sonic identity elements. No, oh, I think that's uh, that's excellent and and I think our um, our listeners would love to hear some of the work I was, you know, impressed by many of the different examples that you show, but I guess you're going to feature some of the stuff that you guys have done for Hertz here, right? Yeah, I think Hertz is just a great example because uh, this everyone knows the brand. It's been around for a very long time. Um, as a lot of uh, other rental car companies have challenges in the space now because of the advent of technologies and all of these are now need to be global competitors and, and they're competing against all of these very digitally driven startups that haven't had to transform their business models who is their brand new. There are a lot of challenges, and I think that, uh, again, as we were talking about, starting from the inside out, starting from what the employee, you know, one of the questions a lot of times we like to talk to employees about when we're doing our, our groundwork is, why do you work here and not somewhere else? And in a lot of ways, those strategic paradigms are what end up driving the work, because we're really trying to make emotional connections. That's really, you know, sound equals emotion, and emotion as we know, for decades, many decades, has been the underpinning for consumer brands. But I think that one of the trends we're seeing in B2B is that B2B brands seem to understand now that that emotional connection to their employees, to their customers, to their investors is just as important as uh, those connections in consumer brands. 
Well, amen to that. And we always say that, you know, uh, B2B's brands, you know, don't have to be boring. Uh, they, they can be, you know, emotionally kind of driven. So why don't we play some of the uh, some of the stuff that we've done for Hertz? Maybe you can kind of, you know, tee it up and, and tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the experiences as, as you develop these overall different sonic strategies. Sure thing. It's probably helpful to note that the, the strategic component of this came first. And, you know, to talk about the whole strategic process in this is, is a bit beyond the scope of this program. But to just say that the work that we do is grounded in brand strategy. And then we go through this process of translating that brand strategy into sonic strategy that's actionable. Just to give you sort of the thumbnail of it, for the Hertz B2B customer, it really is very much about speed, getting things done, moving forward. So we had to have that feeling in the anthem. There's a lot more depth to the strategic underpinning, but that was sort of one key part of it. You'll also notice, at least in the, we'll play a little snippet of the anthem, not the whole anthem, but in the first 15 seconds or so, you'll begin to get the sense that there's a journey here. And in anthems, just like a national anthem, there's always a journey. So maybe we can play the first 15 seconds or so of the Hertz anthem, and then I'll share with you some of the other elements that came out of that thinking. Yeah, you can certainly uh, get a sense of, of speed. So tying it back to the strategy, obviously, re responsiveness or speed must be one of the one of the strategic drivers. I would say, absolutely. Yeah. And then the anthem is really the long form expression of the brand sonically. As I said before, it needs to tell the entirety of the brand story. And the logo, or sonic logo, some people call it an audio logo, that's the short-form expression of the brand. And the point of it is it, it really needs to remind you of that anthem. So maybe I can play, we can play the, uh, the Never Lost logo. Hurts. So you'll notice, just rolling out now, in Never Lost Devices, which is their, their, really their, their premier digital device in vehicles, when you start up the car and you start up the, the system, that's what you're going to hear. It's a little reminder of that anthem that you just heard. Now, it doesn't stop there, though. There are the other sets of sounds that often are included in basically in customer interaction or what we call brand navigation sounds. And from a generic standpoint, those are user interface sounds. And we're familiar with those if you go use an ATM and you push a button and you hear a sound. It just lets you know basically that, oh, you, you hit that button. So it helps you through that experience. But those are a bit rudimentary. The, the current thinking on brand navigation sounds, which is our word for it, I'm, uh, honestly, is, is that they need to be functional but also emotional sounds. So there are three I want to share with you here in succession which have to do with usability. So usability really is that two-way conversation that business customers have with an Everlaw system so that they might they might set, for instance, GPS and hear this left turn signal when a left turn signal is about to come up. It's very simple, it's very short. Maybe we can play that again just so you can hear it one more time. So you begin to know that when you hear that it's about to make a left turn. You don't need to look down at, at the screen anymore. Let me play for you a U-turn if you have to make a U-turn in a set of directions. And let's play that one more time because it's very short. 
And then at the end of your journey, when you've actually arrived, this is what you hear. So you'll notice it's a sped up version of the logo and it sort of sounds a bit celebratory like you got there. That's really the key to these brand navigation sounds is that they need to be completely intuitive. You have a, you know, a little bit of an emotional experience when you hear these sounds, yet they're completely branded. If, if you own different, say you had a Garmin GPS or other sort of generic GPS devices or your phone or something, none of them make sounds that sound anything like that. And they're all inspired by and derivative of the anthem, so it all ties together. I just love, yeah, I just love this approach. It's so authentic. You know, we always talk with our our overall B2B clients in, in really having nice aha or surprise moments in the different brand touch points. So from a B2B standpoint, of course, there's the web, there's the sales, there's the presentation. How do you look at that strategically? Do you just try to look at all the different touch points and develop different um, sounds and kind of clues as you move through that process? Or how does that work? That's such a great question. Honestly, we've been working on this, the strategy about how we uh, create these sounds and put them into into market uh, over about a course of about 10 years. And what we've really come down to is we don't want sounds as customers, as B2B customers. We don't want sounds that sound like a device or, you know, we don't want tactical sounds. We really want as few sounds in an experience as possible because then we can we can learn from those sounds. And, and now if you hear those sounds again in the next touch point or the next place, they're familiar, they're comfortable, you know what it means, and it's very communicative. So our paradigm for development for brand navigation sounds is what we call emotional need states. And we've identified seven emotional need states. There are different things like, for instance, got it that a customer get a sense from these sounds in association with the brand that their input was received in some way. Another would really be sound of success. I was successful in actually completing something that was that was done. So really the, the paradigm is to create as few sounds as absolutely possible to make those interactions as seamless and as easy for people as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it completely makes sense. I mean, the last thing that that people want to do is to have a bunch of noise as it as it relates to all the all the different touch points. I, you know, as you start go through that, you know, like it's like the content surge that everybody's into right now and trying to establish thought leadership. And you know, the biggest thing that we find, you know, through content, it's not about how much; it's about how good. And it's about being very sparingly in the in the places where you want to, you know, to have them, you know, experience that. And that's what I'm hearing from your end. It's not just a bunch of different sounds. It's about strategically building an experience and connecting with them, you know, emotionally. That's exactly right. And I think there, there are two paradigms we think about. One is we always say to ourselves, it's not about the sound. It's about the experience that we're creating. And the second thing is really from a sonic design standpoint, we think of silence as our white space. When you think about, for instance, print design, that if you don't have ample white space in the design, then the content really uh, ceases to mean anything. And I think, honestly, if I would say the one thing that freaks people out when they start working with us is we tend to pull the sound out of things all over the place, that really extraneous sound is the enemy uh, just like extraneous information or extraneous design really uh, does nothing but but cloud the waters. For us, we're really looking for the, we almost think of sound as the cayenne pepper of the experience, where just the tiniest bit is wonderful and really makes for an amazing experience and too much and you spoil the sauce. 
The cayenne pepper, yeah, I, I like that as an analogy. Well, I just think this is a you know fascinating, uh, wonderful, you know, growing category that you guys are certainly you know a, a leader. And I know many of our listeners are going to want to you know to contact you. What is the best way from a contact standpoint, you know, to reach you guys? The easiest thing for people around the world or around the country is email these days, isn't it? So it's just uh, info at manmademusic.com is the best way to contact us for, for anything. Based in New York with uh, offices also in Los Angeles. You know, just to kind of pitch the book here, because I'm going to be very interested in, you know, kind of going through. So the book is coming out when? Ne- next month or the following? Or actually comes up uh, comes out on October 21st. It's interesting because the book includes certainly a lot about our work. There's a story about AT&T in the book, and there's a story about Univision, the Hispanic television brand, and a number of other brands that we've worked on. But it, it's actually a big idea book. So the, the book is really um, the, the way we think about And again, the book is called The Sonic Boom, How Sound Transforms the Way We Think, Feel, and Buy. It's very much about pulling back the curtain, the fact that sound is there in our lives every single moment. There really is pretty much no moment in our lives that doesn't have some kind of sound. Those moments of sound really are triggering experiences for us at at any given time. So as an individual or a business or a cause, just to be aware of the sounds in association with that experience in your life gives you the opportunity to curate it. Because sound operates at this subconscious level for the most part, that we're not really necessarily always aware of what sound does. The sound of your alarm clock, for instance, the sound of your clothes, your footsteps, the the sound of really a thousand experiences, sizzling fajitas in a restaurant, how that drives choices, how that tends to really guides us to make these decisions and these choices in our life that we may not be aware of. So the, the book is really around bringing you know, our experience of sound really as human beings to bear and be able to sort of understand that experience. And there are about 40 or so stories. Some of them are personal stories. Some of them are business stories. Some of them are stories about causes and individuals and all sorts of things. So they're humorous and they're hopefully revealing about this whole area of sound. So it certainly covers a lot of the B2B work we do in here, but really almost the way I talk about it is sonic humanism how sound is just part of our human experience and trying to learn from that and being able to apply that to our lives. Well, I think that's a, that, that's just wonderful. We're really glad that you're able to share this. And for our listeners, you know, as we build our overall brands, is using sound as an emotional connection and, and differentiation, I think, is a wonderful thing. So, Joel, thanks again for, for joining us. For the people here at Branding Business, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.